Welcome, everyone. I'm so excited to tell you about this podcast. It's called The DK Project, but it's really The Darren Show. The DK Project is a radio show, but without the radio. So sit back, buckle up, and enjoy the ride. Let's go! Welcome back to The DK Project. Coming to you on a Monday, although you don't know that because this is going to upload on a different day. But... The reason why we're doing this is we have a very special guest today. We're without Miss Provenzano. She is uh, unavoidably detained at her real job. And <laughs> so on the line today via Zoom, we have Lydia Porto, actress, voice actress. I'm sure you sing, dance, everything. <laughs> right? Not very well, no. <laughs> Come on. The singer's. The singers and the dancers are safe. <laughs> <laughs> we were we were just talking a little bit before we hopped on here about uh, your trip to Minnesota, um, and you were identifying one old large house, right? Yeah, I the wish one. I could remember. I know that it's a very special house. Really, it's like a mansiony type house. And then we went up to Duluth. And we actually shot in a really big mansion-y type house. Oh, was that the Glen Sheen Mansion? The Glen Sheen Mansion, yes. It was so beautiful. There was a murder there. I following them on Facebook. There was a murder there at Glen Sheen. Yeah, well, that's okay because our movie was about, was a thriller. Oh, I can tell you're looking it up. You don't even remember. It was a thriller. It's called Girl Missing. Oh, you know what? I think I saw the trailer for that on your on your deal. Hey, you were saying uh, Clint Eastwood's daughter was on there? That's right. That beautiful girl that is the lead of the movie, that's Clint Eastwood's daughter. Yeehaw. You know, when you say Clint Eastwood's daughter, you think of a little kid. Nope. But Clint Eastwood's <laughs> daughter is probably old enough to be my... I don't know how old she actually is, and I'm not going to say. But I'm just no, saying, no, no. you know, because it's like, oh, there's... There's Bob's grandkid, you know, our daughter, and you're like, oh, so she must be younger. But Clint Eastwood is older. <laughs> well, she must have been one of his younger daughters because he's she's quite young. Oh, really? Probably in her twenties. Yeah, Clint and beautiful. Sti- Clint still closing deals. I like it. <laughs> Cry macho, indeed. Speaking of which, you know what I just saw? Speaking of uh, uh, seasoned veterans dating. I just saw, and you may not even know who this is, but you know who Dog the Bounty Hunter is? Yeah. I mean, I've watched the show time to time. Yeah. And so there's this thing going on over here in Wisconsin where this girl was missing. So they just posted something on the news about how Dog the Bounty Hunter was knocking on the door and his wife was in the car. And I'm like, his, his wife died like a year ago, like cancer, ugly death, you know, big deal. He's remarried again. So I, wow, so I less start, than a year later. So I start Googling it. Six. He's got six. <laughs> six. So bounties aren't the only thing he's hunting, right? <laughs> Somebody can't be alone. But on top of that, so not that I want to jump off of your uh, uh, information here, but if you're getting married, how many, have, are you married? I'm not married. All right, then this won't apply to you. But if you're on your sixth marriage... Are you still selling that you're my soulmate bullshit? Because, like, (laughs) I mean, weren't there five soulmates before this soulmate? Like, how lucky are you? There's six of them? How do you pitch that exactly? Like, well, I thought the other five were my soulmate, but you're really This really seems like the one. I think what he did is he went up to her and went, well, you want to do this? Like, (laughs) (laughs) come on. (laughs) I'll let you comb my long hair. I uh, anyway, that so that Glensheen Mansion. I'm up there because uh, I'm. I don't know what am I two and a half hours from there. But I went up there with the in-laws and uh, the wife, and we're doing the tour. And there's some big like one of the kids got murdered or something, and that's the whole story of the Glensheen Mansion. And we're in the room allegedly where the murder happened, and some kid in the on the tour goes, "Is this where they killed her?" <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, it got quiet in there quick. And the lady's like, oh, we don't speak of that in the home or whatever. And it's just like, come on, that's why we're all here. Give us the dish. <laughs> so did you guys film in the mansion? 
We did some filming, uh, mostly like driving up to the mansion. Did and you then stop like and in get the, the donuts at Toby's? Woo! Exteriors. So okay. the house in, in Minnesota was the interiors. And then we staged uh, Glenchy Mansion as some of the exteriors. Yeah. Gets cold up there, though. Probably eight months out of the year, it's very cold. Unlivable. Oh, my goodness. And you can tell the people from Minnesota because I have some pictures with TJ Began, who was our first AD. And I'm wearing mittens and a hat and a full length coat. And he's standing there in a t-shirt and shorts. So you can definitely tell who the native is, right? It happens. It happens. You get a little uh, thicker blood, but I don't know. I'm, I've been here 40 plus years and uh, I still don't like it. I'm, I got a, uh, what do I have? I have a sophomore in high school. And as soon as he's gone to college, I'm gone in the winter. No good. It's cold. So what else have you been up to? Your your IMDb is so long, I'm not even going to pretend to go through it. I mean, you work more than anybody I know. It's it's oh. it's pretty good. I uh, oh. I have to say, I'm impressed. I was breezing through it, though. And I got to say, and I'd like to get your opinion on Get Shorty. Oh, I love Get Shorty. I just didn't get it. Like, I, I just didn't... Just because wasn't um uh there were some big actors in that right like the Ray lead? Romano and Chris O'Dowd were our leads and we had some great guest stars. You know what? I might have to give that another shot. Maybe even tonight. I don't. I I, I just because I remember it was like God. This should have been a great movie for me, and it just was. Well, I, I don't know. But I'm, did you see the movie from 1995, or did you see our series that we did in 2017? Oh, I'm talking about the movie. Now you need to you need to see the the series the one I was in was a TV series oh, that was, was an say, wasn't John Travolta in it. No, this is the one with Ray Romano and Chris O'Dowd and Sean Bridgers and myself and Megan Stevenson and Sarah Styles. I mean Goya Robles, Isaac. Okay. He's an amazing cast. You know it's what? An amazing cast. It it started in 2017 on Epics. And now you can see it. You can probably see it on Epics on demand. I haven't tried lately, but I would imagine that you still could see it if you see if you have Epics. But you can also see it on Amazon Prime. They've got all three seasons, and if you're a Prime member, it's included with your membership. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. All right. So the Get Shorty the movie had John Travolta in it. Yeah. Okay. Did, I'm not going can, back to that. Then I'm doing this. this is, this is a whole different tone. I think you might be into it. I'm digging it. I, well, I'm into Ray Romano. How is he? He is was he, fantastic. Is he as great as you think? He, you know, like you, you think he's great, but is he really? He's great. He's a great human being. He's extremely funny, exquisitely funny. He can just always find the humor. And this is a dark comedy. So sometimes it's not that easy to find the humor, but he can also play it straight. He's a great actor. That's he's a awesome. great actor. People who only know him from Everybody Loves Raymond might think that that's the only role that he could play or his comedy. No, no, no. This is an exquisite actor. I encourage you highly I'm to doing watch it. our series. I'm going all in. I know him from comedy, from stand-up comedy, comedy. Um, and I, I, I yeah, I, it, that would be a, that would be a, a huge uh, thing to do something with him sometime. That way it really... I'm I'm a big fan. I, I so I'm gonna check that bad boy out. I like it. I like uh, that it's not that yeah. thing from the movies. Ugh, ugh. Yeah, this was a complete adaptation. And you know, back in the day of the movies, the big mafia was the Italian. So it was an Italian mafia guy. You know, in the '90s when they did that movie. Fast forward to 2017, they have a. a a Guatemalan cartel that's come up to Las Vegas, and I'm the head of that cartel. I'm the mob boss. So you that, got a big uh, role. You're the player. I got a big role, yes, sir. You get to shoot it's, people? I get to shoot people. I get to marry people. I get really? to scare people. I get to keep people awake at night with nightmares. I, I, uh, I'm, uh, you know what? It's going on my list because I, you know how often I sit there. With the wife, and we're like, "What should we watch?" And I, I, Netflix, Amazon, I don't care what platform it is. It's like, can't they just do? You know, they, if they could just clarify it better, because I go through these and I'm like, "Oh, that's garbage. Oh, that's garbage. 
I started watching something the other day, and it's like, this sucks, but I'm so far into it, I might as well just stay, because like, I don't yeah. want to go through the hassle of looking for something else. So I'm putting well, it on the list, because right now I'm doing, uh, you know, we're doing the usuals, and now I have to wait, like like Animal Kingdom, and and uh, uh, there's one other one that I'm, oh, uh, that uh, Apple Plus thing that. Uh, with Ted the, Lasso? Yeah, yeah. I'm loving Ted Lasso. Do you like it? I do, but have you seen the last two episodes? Yeah, yeah. The one where the the bearded coach goes off the rails. What was that? Yeah. <laughs> like that didn't make any sense. And then last night's episode was kind of all about uh, Hannah or whatever her yeah. name is, Rebecca. Well, they they still got two more. They can bring it back home to me. Yeah, they need to close it up big. But now we're sitting on the edge of our seat waiting for Yellowstone. So. Oh yeah! Truly, get shorty will fit right in the middle of that. So I'm doing it. I, yeah, well, and I'm also doing that one with. I, I need to catch up on Yellowstone. I've had too many people recommend that show. Oh, that's legit. Good. I actually uh, started talking about moving to Montana after I watched it. Like that's the real deal, right there. <laughs> hey, speaking of Ray Romano being top of the shelf, what about uh, what about the uh, the dude from Horrible Bosses? Jason Bateman. Jason Bateman's amazing. I worked on two movies with him, Horrible Bosses 2 and also Extract. And um, he's wonderful to work with. Very playful. Just uh... <laughs> So really, you're just having a ton of fun when you're working. That's basically it. And you're getting paid. You you got you hit the I'm you also hit the getting lottery. paid. <laughs> I did win the lottery. That is awesome. Are you in uh were you on Curb Your Enthusiasm? I was on Curb Your Enthusiasm, yes. I was only on it once, but you know, that show has always captured my imagination because of the way that it's written. You know, they do improvisation oh. right there on the spot, and then they refine it and refine it. and re So they basically are creating the scene right there in front of you, and you get to be part of that, you know? So I found that very exciting. I had always heard that that was the way that they worked. And I was extremely excited to be there one day and actually be part of it. Oh, it was man. I'm telling you, you were living the life. Oh, yeah. That and uh, <laughs> uh, Shameless. How was that? Shameless was great. Shameless was one of my first parts that I got when I moved out here. And I got to be a principal that's trying to rein in, uh, you know, one of the shameless kids. He's pl he's played by Carl. And is it Carl? That's his name on the show. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Carl. You were on early then. Yeah. Carl, early. Carl wasn't in school early. very long. <laughs> oh my God. I have a great, I'm in, I'm in a great scene with Bill Macy though, because after I have this parent meeting and bring them all in, he basically justifies why kids need to be bullied. You know what I mean? He's like, come on, it makes them strong. <laughs> and it's just quintessential shameless. And I really enjoyed being in that scene with him. It's on my, it's one, one of my reels. It's one of my favorite scenes. It never ages. I just love it. And now that the show is over, I'm really glad, you know, that I oh, was yeah. part of it. He, it was he just made that whole show. That was awesome. The other connection we have to Shameless is that our showrunner on Get Shorty, he came from Shameless. He was one of the writers on Shameless. Oh. So, you know, that tone is kind of kind of what he brought to Get Shorty. Um, and if you like Shameless, that's another reason you might like you Get Shorty, too. But Davey Holmes is our showrunner from it was his uh, adaptation that we were playing off of. So, so are there there are similarities? Ooh, that's good. I like that idea. Dark comedy. It's dark comedy. Yes. It's just like you laugh in spite of yourself. It's so freak. It's such a great guilty pleasure. I just love it. So, how long have you been in uh, Hollyweird? Then, how long? When did you move out there? I moved out here in 2013. So this is my eighth year out here. I moved out here. I had lived here in the late 80s. And back then I was working in television, but I was working as an account executive for KCET. All right. I had just uh, started working in television um, 
And I wanted to be an actress, but I was at that point where, you know, you can't really quit your job because, you know, the acting roles may not come in right away. But at the same time, if you don't quit your job, you're not available for auditions and I'm stuff. I'm going through that right now. Yeah. So, I just want to quit my job. <laughs> well, so luckily what happened back then was that my parents who'd been living in Saudi Arabia moved back to Houston and my sister who'd been in the Air Force moved back to Houston. And so my parents said, why don't you come to Houston? You can live with us, you know, lower your overhead, start auditioning, see how it goes, and then move back to L.A. Oh, yeah. So in my head, I was like, oh, that's going to be like a couple of years, right? Four <laughs> or five years, maybe. <laughs> but when I got to Houston, it was just a time where there was a lot going on in Houston. You know, there was a big bilingual advertising agency that was just getting started then. I started getting a lot of work with them. There was a lot of interest in doing Hispanic theater. I started doing a lot of theater. I started directing theater. Then I, um, I, I got remarried. I had a kid. And being around my family was great. I had been sort of like away from them for a while. So I ended up those two years, three years, four years, that turned into 22 years. I had like a whole career in Houston where I did a lot of stuff. Really? How? Now, why were your parents in Saudi Arabia? My dad got a job with Aramco, Arabian American Oil Company. You know. He was a he was kind he was kind of like an engineer. Yeah, exactly. Kaching. I was going to college. I'm sure they needed the money. <laughs> <laughs> so they lived over there. They did for about seven years, six or seven years. Yeah. Did you go and visit my them? Sister, who's much younger than me, she went with them. She actually went to school and lived there year round. I just went to visit because I had already started college by the time my dad got wow, that job. Wow, how exciting. And there was enough yeah. work in Houston that you were able to uh, put together the... Uh... There was. You know, there. I did commercials. I did industrials. I did a lot, a lot of voiceover, a little bit of theater. And then I started working with the public health area because there's this whole um part of public health which is public health communications right it's not just enough to have the research and have the information but how do you communicate it to people how do you get people to understand medications or healthy behavior that kind of thing so they employ a lot of us entertainers to package that information and i became sort of like a a bit of a specialist in one area of this bilingual type communication. I worked a lot on different kinds of video things. And my last job before I left Houston was as a media producer for Baylor College of Medicine. Ooh. And I helped them devise, you know, plays that communicated cancer prevention messages. Um, sometimes it was videos, you know, to help people manage their diabetes but for me, it was great because yeah. I got to write and produce and direct and sometimes act in and, <laughs> and do voiceovers. <laughs> I got to work with really artistic people and I felt like I was doing something good for society, you know, helping people be healthier. Man. So it was kind of like a great situation. I'm telling you, you are the one. <laughs> you get up in the morning. Is it just like birds and sunshine every day? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm jealous. I'm I think grateful, it's awesome. Aaron. It's silly, but I mean, yes, I think I have been. I, I do. I do think I've kind of won the lottery. How does what, the, what yeah. start it? When do you go? Yeah. No, no, no. It, I was just going to say, I mean, that job was great. I really felt like I, I did stay there for a while. And I did that kind of work for a long time in Houston. Even before I was employed by the College of Medicine, I would do that type of work as a contractor. Yeah. But working at the college was really amazing, working with researchers and artists and people in between and trying to put myself in the position of somebody who's trying to assimilate information and how do you make it understandable to them and what type of thing can you do? You know, we did interactive theater, we did monologues, we did regular plays, we did interactive like choose your own adventure type video dramas we just got to try a lot of different things because we were on the research end. We were just like, let's try it. And then we can study it and see if it works. So well, it was kind I of suppose a lot of that was only available because you had, you know, you had time. You didn't have another job you were juggling and you could go all in on it. I, I've, 
That's amazing. I, 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 you know, there's, there's so many things that uh, when you're in voiceover or acting or whatnot that people don't think about that require voice actors or, or you know, and then on the other side, being creative and, and putting it together, uh, script-wise, audio, you know, production-wise. Uh, but there's so many pieces to that puzzle that people just don't, you know, they just think you read pages and, uh, <laughs> you know. It's not well, that it's easy. True. It's true. And that's why I think there's such such a select pool of people that do voiceover. And it's kind of a hard group to get into, you know, when when um, I, I don't know if you found it in Minnesota, but, you know, it takes a little while to be one of the guys they call one of the guys they know they can count on. <laughs> I'm, I'm taking your word for that because I, I ain't there yet. <laughs> <laughs> you will be I'm still waiting here by the phone for it to ring someday. <laughs> Someday when I grow up, I, um, no, I've done real well with it. I, I, you know, I can't complain. I, I'm very happy with, you know, the amount of work that I've got, you know, but I'm kind of at that point now where I've got to decide, do I go in more or do I kind of back away a little bit? Um, yeah. Yeah. Who's the contractor that's called in to fix the less experienced contractor's mistakes? Who's the contractor who gets approval from the insurance company even after the homeowner has been denied? Who's the contractor that has worked in our community and for our community for decades? Grady Restoration. Roofing, siding, windows, and gutters. Call us today for a free home estimate. Grady Restoration. They'll get the job done in a timely fashion. The average roof lasts about 20 years, but you may have storm damage that you can't see, or you may need more repairs than your insurance says they'll pay for. In fact, 92% of homeowners accept what the insurance company tells them, which could cause much bigger problems down the line. Let Grady Restoration help you. Get what you deserve. Call today for a free home inspection. For roofing, siding, windows, and gutters, call Grady Restoration at 952-472-1570 or look them up on the web at gradyrestoration.com. Listen, gang, as a former insurance agency owner, I know what to look for in a dependable insurance agency. And I found a keeper with Wiser Insurance Agency. Wiser Insurance goes out of their way to provide friendly, personal service to their clients. Wiser Insurance has been in business for over 26 years with 22 different insurance companies to choose from. When I was in the game, the company to look for was Auto Owners Insurance. And Wiser has it. Auto Owners is just one of the 22 different options they have at Wiser. For whatever your insurance needs are, Wiser can help from personal to business insurance. Recently, they have helped clients with breweries, habitational, lawn and landscape, contractors, and custom home builders. It's Wiser's goal to manage risk and help you grow and preserve your wealth. They are completely customer focused and their agents are there to answer your questions. Give them a call at 952-472-3660 or check them out on the web at wiser-ins.com. And don't forget to tell them you heard about it on the DK Project. So what are you working on right now? I am working on a great new series on ABC. It's called Home Economics. It's about three siblings, Tom, Sarah, and Connor, who are at vastly different ends of the economic spectrum and so this causes a lot of funny conflicts and uh, their family love keeps bringing them together. Really? What, yeah. what are you playing in that one? I work for Connor, the rich brother. Nice. I'm Manny. Look at you he following the money. Nobody else can. <laughs> uh, and where are you at on that one? Is that out yet? We had our, our first season aired last spring. We had a short first season, seven episodes. They loved it. So they brought us back for a second season. And last Wednesday was our season two premiere. It airs on Wednesday nights. All right. And it's at 930 here. So I think it's at 930 on the East Coast too. 930 East Coast, 830 Central, 930 on the Pacific Coast again. So you're only, you can catch up on Hulu. So like if you missed it last Wednesday, or if you want to catch up on the first season, you can go to Hulu and all the episodes are there. Okay. But it just started airing. Second episode is going to be. So do you have them all in the bag then? Or do you still, are you still filming? We're still filming. We, we, we got third. We're going to have more than seven episodes in the second season. Right. But how, how does that work then? Are you, you know, you got 
three in post-production and you, then you're working on the fourth, fifth, sixth? Or, or like how far ahead are you generally in a normal, you know, like obviously not last year, but in a normal year? Well, you know, I'm not exactly sure, but we're already filming like around 9, 10. And the, it just the first one just started airing last week. So do you do you do you watch them when they come out? Or are you one of those people that can't watch yourself? <laughs> I try to, but I had, I am a cord cutter. I don't have regular television or cable in my house and I was having internet problems. So I didn't, I wasn't able to watch the premiere as it premiered. So I had to watch it. Should have went to the bar. (laughs) (laughs) Why not? Oh, that's awesome. That's home economics on Wednesdays for people. Write that down and check it out. I, uh, you know, it's funny because uh, ABC, you don't ever really hear that anymore. Like, you know, everything's always Netflix or Amazon. So it's it's good to hear the old uh, ABC coming out of the woodwork with a with a winner. I want to say I've seen advertisements for that. Um, I, I don't know what I was watching when I saw it, but I want to say I've seen it advertised. So, but there's a whole bunch of stuff here in 2021. So it looks like everybody else maybe was dealing with the pandemic and you were out there with your shoulder to the wheel. Yeah, I mean, I was working. I, I, we started working on uh, Home Economics, the pilot, last September, and so I had this, you know, sick for six months. We were shut down completely, and then uh, things started opening back up a little bit last summer. A little bit. I started working in September. After Home Economics, I worked on a film that is now out. It's called Queen Pins, and it's with. Um, yeah, what? Yeah, I know it's Kirby, Kirby Halvatise, Kristen Bell, Vince Vaughn, Paul Walter Hauser, Kirby Halvatise, and it's about these two women who set up a huge crime ring selling coupons on the internet. And this was a true <laughs> story, and um, it was adapted for the screen. I have a very small part. I'm just like a small collaborator, and I enjoyed doing that movie so much every single one of those people is so funny and it's like two buddy comedies for the price of one because you know you got paul walter hauser and vince vaughn doing like a buddy thing and then kirby and kristen are doing like a buddy thing and it's 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 going to be it's out on in cinemas now in theaters if you've got a cinemark theater in your community you can see it but starting the day after tomorrow, what is it? The 30th of September, you can see it on Paramount Plus. Oh, also where they show Yellowstone. Oh, I love hey. Paramount Plus. <laughs> what about Why Women Kill? I was in that too. That was so good. <laughs> I watched the whole thing. First of all, my friend Eileen Galindo played the maid. And then I love um, the woman who played the bad lady with the red dress and everything. She was Lana. What's her name? Anyway, they're fantastic. I loved everybody on that show. I watched the whole thing. It was great. Combination, funny and dark, great colors, great style. Just really good. Not only are you super busy, but you're a hell of a salesperson for your films. I really like the way you... (laughs) That you picture or that you present them. Now, here's the real question. Nobody's listening. It's just you and I talking. (laughs) Is Mr. Mayor dead? Mr. Mayor? No. The show? Yeah. No, no. It's coming back as far as I know. I thought I heard it was getting a second season. I tried watching that. (laughs) Because I love Ted Dan. Yeah, Ted Danza. Isn't that his name? Yeah. Ted Danson. Danson. I mixed Tony and Ted up there. Um, <laughs> I, I tried watching that and I don't know what the hell was going on. It was like a, it was like a drug experiment with people. I don't know. I couldn't figure it out. <laughs> Is it, it's like a, uh, the mayor of like make believe or something where like all well, this weird stuff's happening. He's like the fake mayor of LA. So <laughs> it, it that was, just tells you something about LA. <laughs> it was weird, but I stayed in it because I like him. But I, yeah, I, I don't know. That and, and Superstore. Man, you're on all the big ones. Superstore's I love Superstore. Um, 
I actually used to watch that show before I was on it. And of course, after I watched it all the way through, like I watched the whole series start to finish and I, I liked it. Yeah. That, that, uh, that was a big one on for or network TV. That's a good one. That's that awesome. A great one. So what do you do yeah. when you're not working? Are you just working all the time? No, I <laughs> sleep a lot when I'm not working. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I like, um, I, I like traveling. So I try to travel. I go to Texas still. My, my parents are still there. My sister's in Tennessee. My niece is in Grand Rapids. So I've been all those places to visit family, but I like to go to Europe too, whenever I get the chance. And I like to go to New York. I have friends in New York and I love your, I love going to New York. And, um, and I get to travel with work too. So I like, that's why I love like getting that job where I got to go to Minnesota and I did a couple of movies in like Northern California and was driving up and down California for, for a couple of months. So, you know, whenever I can get away, I like to see new things. Man, I don't know how you find the time. It, uh, I'm taking a class. I've been taking classes too. I started taking classes when we got the pandemic why? What and are you so going after? Huh? What kind of classes? Well, I the first class I took was called the happiness class. That's probably why I'm doing so well on the happy. <laughs> they taught you something? I'm thinking that this was from birth you've been like this. This isn't a new habit. Yeah, yeah I kind of have this personality. You're Every right, time you go by the bank, you're like, hey, my but favorite You know, place. like when the pandemic hit, it was it was kind of a challenge. It was a little bit scary, you know? And so class? this class was like about managing <laughs> that kind of that kind of stress, and it was good. And then I started taking classes about film and tele film mainly. At the you know, university, I didn't or why are you doing this? this? College. What's that? Where are you doing this at? Did you at the university? There's a community college. I heard about it, and they're teaching um, classes online. So I took like history of film and history of documentary film, and you know, I learned a lot of stuff that I didn't know before. Sure, some of it I, I knew, some of it I had picked up on here and there, but uh, but I didn't study this stuff in college. I studied something completely different and didn't really focus on acting until after I had graduated from college. So I feel like I'm learning a lot of stuff and I learned how to make, I learned, um, I've made some short films. I've directed a couple of short films, but I took a class on filmmaking just to kind of really, get more solid on my oh, technique nice. and made a couple of short little films. So, you That's know, cool. I, I like to do that. I like to take classes. I like to, I feel like you never stop learning, you know? So honestly, cause we can look, yeah. it's probably public record. Did you pass <laughs> the happy class? <laughs> who, who oh, it was sad. No, no. It was very sad. <laughs> it, did, it didn't go well. It didn't go well. No. Oh, no. It's all right. Leave it off the resume. Nobody will know anything. What is the, <laughs> what is the, what's on the, what's on the uh, horizon? What are we going to do? Uh, you got big stuff coming up? Or I should say well, bigger. I'm filming a commercial this week and that's exciting for me because I haven't done a commercial in a while. So yeah. you're going to see me on your screens in this little commercial. I'm sure Can you tell us what it is? I can't yet. I can't yet. Sorry. Soap. It's probably soap. They make us keep secrets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's soap. It's soap. It's soap. Um, it's soap. I feel great about home economics. So I feel like that's going to be running for a while. And I'm excited about that. Um, uh, this summer. I shorty's shot... done though, right? No. Home economics? No, We're Get not Shorty yet. is done. Oh, Get Shorty. Uh, yeah. We're, we're done for a while. I think who knows, you know, never say never, never say never. I, I, I have this secret dream that, that maybe they'll do like a, a, a two hour movie or something to wrap things up with get shorty. And then <laughs> I love to get shorty a lot. So I'm I would going, love I'm for it to check come back. It out. One way or What's that? I said, I'm going to check it out. What, what uh, I interrupt you there. Sorry. What, what else are you working? Are you, you're banking on this commercial. So once you well, film it this weekend, when does it come out? What? Your commercial on soap. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just shooting it this week, so I have no idea. I did a couple of voiceovers this year that I'm excited about. I'm supposed to be on um, 
in I, I did two movies this summer that are like indie movies, but both of them I think are really cool. One of them is called Rattled. And it's like these two low rent criminal guys that are hired to hit kidnap somebody and they end up kidnapping the wrong person nice. and they kidnap like the head honcho's kid instead of the person they're supposed to kidnap. <laughs> so they get into all kinds of trouble. And my nephew from get shorty Goya Robles, he's like the star or the co-star of this movie. So he brought me in for this, like one very funny day part that is hilarious. And I had a really good time. He's your real nephew. Out. And then um, another movie that I did was a movie that we were going to shoot last summer and we had to put it off because of the pandemic. And that was in Virginia. It's called 500 Fireflies. Romantic. It's kind of like um, coming of age, but for a grown man and his also his teenage daughter who gets a divorce and goes back to his small town and reconnects with all these people from his youth Mm. and um, it's very sweet. And the fireflies, beautiful imagery. I mean, 500 fireflies, you can't go wrong with a title like that. (laughs) That's really really the only thing missing from your life is like 500 fireflies. 500 fireflies. I'm like, bring it on. (laughs) And I got to play the mayor. I'm the mayor now, Ted Danson. Boom. Mic drop. Yeah. You showed him. You showed him and my show makes sense. Just wait. <laughs> just wait till 500 fireflies. We'll just see who plays the bear, better mayor. Maybe Mr. they'll be Danson. calling you to pick up his role. Maybe there'll be a big election and, and you and Ted Danson will go head to head. <laughs> Kaboom. Actually, out Kaboom. there in Hollywood, they're looking for some new political You have some people. great story ideas, Darren. I really like the way you think. I think that's great. Yeah, well, uh, I'm here in Minnesota. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring this other one up, and then you're gonna correct me. It's uh, Estilo Americano. Estilo Americano. Estilo oh my Americano. God, that, was, that was my birthday present last year. That was before the pandemic shut us down in February. I got this offer just out of the blue to be in this incredible short film that is very political and very emotional. And it's like, it's just, it's just a family. Like there's the mom and the dad and five kids. And one of the kids brought their boyfriend to dinner. It's like Thanksgiving dinner. And they're on all different sides of the political spectrum. And this just really intense conversation just breaks out. It's a short film. It's only about 15 minutes long. What? And, and um, it has been to so many festivals. We just won an award last week. We just won another award, another audience award last week. And um, I didn't know short meant 15 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Short. short I can't short. even eat my popcorn in that it's amount of 20. time. It's not that long. It's not that long. I want to say 15 minutes. Maybe it's 20. So then do they consider so stretching then. it into a thing or, or, or are they just made to be short? This one, mm, there was some talk about stretching it into a thing. Whether that happens or not, I'm not involved in that, so I don't know exactly. I'm still in touch with the director. She hasn't really talked about it, but the short itself made such a splash on the film festival circuit that it has gone on. I mean, we shot it in February of 2020, and we just won an award like last week. That's good. So this movie has been going and going and going, you know? Well, let's break it down. It's political. It has it has uh, foreigner ties to it, and it's family. Family. <laughs> that sounds like a home run to me. <laughs> it is a home run. It really is. I like it. Thing, I like you know, it. Sometimes people write the political stuff, but they don't write the dialogue realistically. And so it just sounds like you're talking about politics through a char- but she really created like eight very distinct characters and it's shot in black and white. Yeah. It is shot beautifully. Dave Fredericks was our um, director of photography and he worked with me on Get Shorty. So I was familiar with his work. So well, yeah, from back Get to Shorty, Get Shorty. Yeah, we, well, there were just so many great people that worked on that show, you know? So. All right. Now we just need to figure out 
where you're going to slide a uh, semi-balding, overweight, middle-aged male into your next uh, film. I know Taking a guy. Taking notes, Darren. <laughs> Send, me your reel. Send me your reel. I know a guy who travels well. <laughs> I uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe a little uh, ice fishing documentary or something. <laughs> Is that what you like to do? No, I hate it. Oh, but well, what kind of stuff do you do in Minnesota for fun? This. <laughs> ah. Uh, no, I live on a lake. We we boat a lot. We do a lot of water stuff. Um, that that's about awesome. it, though. That's about it. I um, like I said, I've been <laughs> here long enough. I've done it all. Uh, uh, I, yeah, I'm right. Yeah. You sh- you shopping for a new state? No, and I sure as hell ain't coming to your state. <laughs> My daughter was just out there going to college, and uh, down at San Diego State. And um, I'd go out there to do whatever, pick her up. We'd go see what I just, I can't, I can't handle your people. I don't know what it is. Something about California. Everybody's a superstar and thinks they are anyway. And whoo, but I do, I, you know, I go out there for work once in a while and get in, get out. I haven't really figured out where the spot is. I, we talk and, you know, we're, we're investigating, but I think in order to, you know, have any kind of an impact in this business that you know california is where you got to be it's just kind of the thing it's kind of the thing but i like it i um i'm having fun with it and i get to meet fun people like you and and it's really been we've been doing the podcast for about three years got a pretty good following um and uh and and it's you know it's a hell of a hobby it's a lot of good good time uh uh meeting new people and and you, you know i still stay in contact with a lot of people that we've did some of the early shows with throughout and uh and it's just fun to to catch up i learned so much Uh, i had a guy on um a few weeks ago and uh and he's a magician well he's an actor oh my god he's an actor and and a magician and he actually did a magic trick and it was just like this like you and i just blew me away i'm like oh okay and then i'm talking to my my sophomore in high school when i get home and he's like this guy? And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, he's got millions of followers on TikTok or whatever. I'm like, oh, I don't know. I'm a, I don't speak TikTok, but <laughs> more power to him. So yeah, I got to get out there to the Magic Castle. Have you been to the Magic Castle? I have been to the Magic Castle. They're closed now because of the pandemic. And I'm not 100% sure they're going to reopen. I How did you get in? Did yeah. you go with Ray? Huh? How did you get in? You got to go with a member. No, no, no. I, I, I just knew about it. I didn't, I haven't been in. I just heard that they were closed now because oh. of the pandemic. Even now? I have like- had some friends invite me to go. And it's one of those things where I didn't go. And now I don't know if I'll ever be able to go. Don't say like that. It'll, so, you know, like take those opportunities when they come. Yeah, Live right. Live in the moment. Well, it's you know? magic. You don't put go. things off. So when I'm looking at this uh, thing on your IMDb of this video, of this little trailer, um, which you probably don't know which one it is, but it's got a, a little blonde gal on there. Is that Clint Eastwood's daughter? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. What is her name? I, I bet it's something it's Eastwood. What's that? I bet it's something Eastwood. It is something Eastwood. <laughs> but I feel bad that I can't remember her name. I became friends on that show with a young woman named Liliana Ray. At the time, she was a young girl, but Liliana is going to be in that movie that that Maverick, Top Gun Maverick, that everybody's been waiting for. You yeah, know, I don't think it's ever going to come movie. out. Yeah, she's going to be in that. She's going to be. There's huge. a better chance of the Magic Castle coming out than there is of that show. I don't know. <laughs> Why? Why do you say that? Well, they've been talking about it for like three years. Well, I think it's going to come out eventually. Were they? Were Were you in that one? No, no. Liliana was. Now I'm. Uh, now I'm. I'm just telling you about Liliana Ray because I love her. She's going to be a, such a huge star. But I'm trying to look for. Um, I'm trying to find her too, and I. She didn't make the top actors in the show. Eastwood. Francesca. Oh, come on. Francesca Everybody knows Eastwood. Francesca. That's her name. She was so good. She was in she something was else and she did really, really good. I, yeah, I don't know. Well, it must be in the blood, right? 
Come on. I guess so. Are you going to see Cry Macho? Did you already see it? Clint Eastwood's latest film? No. I'm so excited to see it, though. Is it out? Uh Uh-huh. Did you see it? No, I haven't seen it yet. Are you in it? I'm I'm thinking of going to see it. Yeah, you know I've seen I, a lot of those movies. I didn't go, you know, <laughs> that's one of those things because it's summer in Minnesota, so we stay outside. Oh, you don't go and to the movies. Winter's our movie time. We go <laughs> in, in, And then with the pandemic, we didn't get to go to the movies, so I, I, going to a movie theater hasn't crossed my mind in two years. Like, I, I just doesn't. Plus, you know I what? totally understand, though, and you're in 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 a state like that where you have a, a really cold winter. You want to take advantage of those summer months for as long as you can. Well, it's, I I actually I own an ice cream parlor, and uh, do you? Oh yeah, it's right it's right over there, um, and it just closed yesterday because uh, we close about this time, and then we'll open again in April because of winter. Um, so yeah, we we try and travel and do whatever, but we also do the movies. But you know, I and and no offense to yourself being in the business, but there just hasn't been anything I want to see. But I have heard of this Cry Macho. Cry Macho is 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 Clint Eastwood's latest film. I saw. Uh, is he in the, it? The, yeah, he's in it. <laughs> Now I'm not recommending it or anything. I'm just asking if you saw it. No, 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 I didn't. We we might have to do a a, a follow up interview with you so we can do a breakdown after you've a movie review. You can be our movie reviewer. <laughs> I really do movie reviews, yeah. And that's no. I just saw the one I really enjoyed was that Marvel movie about the Ten Rings. I think it's called Shang Chi and the Ten Rings of Power or something like that. That was a lot of fun. That was fun. I've never even heard of that. That was fun. Hey, oh man, they missed you. Back to uh, Clint Eastwood. Yeah. Let's play a little game called "How old is he?" <laughs> <laughs> Do you know? I think I think he's ninety one. Ninety ninety one, something like that. Uh, yes, it's you're amazing. right. He's ninety one. Yeah. Tell her what she's won, Don Pardo. Nothing. Isn't he? Is that it? Is that how old he is? 91. That's awesome. I would love to be still working by the time I'm 91. Wouldn't that be amazing? I don't think you're going to be because I think you've done a, you'll have done everything <laughs> by then. There'll be nothing left to do. Your resume will be like one of those scrolls. <laughs> like it isn't already. Hold on. I'm oh going to unroll God. the resume. Stand back. Oh I don't know how big it's going to get. <laughs> That is so awesome. I, uh, yeah, I, I'm gonna have to see that Clint Eastwood movie. I don't know how many movies has he done. Ninety-one? No, I don't know how many. No, He's he done a start, lot, and he, I've seen most of them. He didn't start working until 1954, so there can't be ninety-one. Paint your wagon. <laughs> Think of the things he's seen. But this one, this one is uh, um, is like set in 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 Mexico part of it. And there's a lot of Latino actors in it. And that's one of the reasons I want to see it because I love when they put Latinos in movies, you know, why aren't you in it? Oh, I don't know. Maybe I was too beautiful. Hey, that happens to me all the time. (laughs) I know exactly how you feel. (laughs) It's just something people like us have to deal with. I know. So you're saying that he only puts, less than beautiful people in his pictures <laughs> i tried to i tried to clean that up politically <laughs> oops i um no I, you know but that's the thing i'd go see that that other thing you talked about with the 10 rings i don't even know what the hell that is is that like that's just a fantasy fantasy fun that's like fluff. ufo space stuff space all right so now let's run through your homework you need to What's review that? cry macho <laughs> and then you need to find a role. Actually, I don't want to roll. I, we need to collaborate on something. Oh to, my goodness. Let's I, do it. I don't want a short either. I, I don't, I don't want to put the money in for a short. Besides that, I think that one you were just in is going to win all the awards anyway. So there won't be any <laughs> left for us. <laughs> we need to do a feature. You know, that's how this podcast started. Yeah. My brother, my brother-in-law and I actually, 
Um, I met him when I was like eight and we lived, I don't know, three blocks away from each other, whatever, three blocks of hell. Um, uh, <laughs> and we had all this weird stuff happen and we, and we haven't cataloged it or anything, but then I, I, you know, set him up with my wife's sister and he married her. So now he's my brother-in-law. So we've always been going to write this movie about these two guys and just all the weird crap we've seen along the way, but we just could never get it together. So then I did a little stretch on morning radio and, you know, didn't get along with the station owner, this kind of thing, you know, standard radio crap. And I'm like, screw it, I'm going to do a podcast. So he and I started the podcast and we had a great time, but this stupid job got in the way. <laughs> stupid job. Damn job. I told him, I told exactly the, this is how this, we call this a callback in the business. Just <laughs> like you said, you got to decide, are you in or are you out? You're going to, you're going to have part time it. And he said, no, I'm leaving. <laughs> he still, he still, you know, works too much. So he doesn't have time. But we, I do have a regular co-host. Her name's Kristen, um, but she just got a job. It seems to be a trend around me. What is this? I job guess that thing? means I'm not paying enough, right? It's really getting in the way of your creativity. I'm telling you. Have you ever heard of um, this book called The Artist Way? No. Oh. Let me get my pen out. My pen. <laughs> What That's, is that about? No, well, it talks about, you know, things that get in the way of you being an artist and it gives you exercises and stuff so you can get clear, get clear about how to get to your artistic goals. Oh, a love story, huh? A love story. <laughs> yeah. You're here. Your artistic goals are over there. All oh. these obstacles are in the way. 500 fireflies like, in the middle. You're in the 500 fireflies. You're offering the fireflies. You put on the a 10 token. rings of power from Shang-Chi. Cha, 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 cha. Was that a Kung Fu? Oh, that's the movie I just saw on Netflix. It's so much Kung Fu, chi, karate, Kung Fu. I don't know what it is. A lot of martial arts. Is that, not, is that on Netflix? No, I, just, I don't know. It's on Netflix. I don't know. I saw it in a movie theater. I just watched the show on Netflix which was the one I said I'm too far in to quit now. But it was like a lady who uh, went around killing people. Woody Harrelson was in it. And then uh, the bad guys poisoned this lady with something. It was kind of like what happened to, um, I can't think of his name, but like like where you start to like rot and then you got to give yourself these shots to stay alive. What's the Iron Man? Is that his name? The guy who drank the stuff? Um, no. What is it? Sounds like Bane, that bad guy in, is it Batman movies? I don't know. But anyway, so she's, and it was like a, it was like a, a Bruce Lee movie. She was like Kung Fu and everybody. It was, it was, it was fun, you know, but eh. I don't know. I wouldn't look for him up on the stage during the award season. Let's say that. Okay. But it was good. So I, uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why I got off on that tangent, but uh, we have to wrap this up. You've been a blast. I'm having too much fun. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to reschedule and, and do Hi. another one. You're gonna have to be a reoccurring guest. Okay. Because I'm sure that by the time we get you back on, you'll have like seven more things that you've done. Probably so. And that soap commercial will be out too. Yeah. And we can do one on just like movie reviews and show reviews and stuff. Yeah. I'm telling you, if I can remember the name of the show or the name of any of the well, Woody Harrelson was in, that's all I know. Um, but we'll have to do it. But for now, we need to put a pin in this one. So where can people find you or follow you? Are you, I, I saw you're on Twitter. What's your, what's I your am. social hotspot? My handle on Twitter is at La Lydia Porto, L-A Lydia Porto. And that's Lydia with two eyes. And then that's the same handle on Instagram. Isn't that kind of like full circle back to the days when people use CBs? What's your handle? Yeah, yeah. You don't even remember that, do you? Is even that is that the right word to use? I don't know. That's my handle, Big Mama Bear. <laughs> Just tweet at me at La Lydia Porto. Ha <laughs> ha! I'll answer. And then if you see me driving by, wave. We could we could play that song "Convoy" in the back. Gotta I keep on trucking. I don't you. do TikTok yet, but oh my God, I feel like I need to go into TikTok. Everybody 
that I talk to will say like, blah, 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 blah. And I saw this great blah, blah, TikTok, TikTok, TikTok. So I think I need to investigate TikTok a bit more. Well, I'm sure there's a class out there you can take on it and they will teach you everything you need to know. Probably so. Because you're not going to find that here because I know nothing. I'll just bumble my way through. And I do have a page on Facebook, Lydia Porto, where I try to keep people up on, you know, shows that I'm in or things that are coming up. The next thing coming up is the Queen Pins movie on Paramount Plus this week on the 30th. That looks really good. And I've been wondering what happened to Vince Vaughn. He kind of fell off the earth for a little while. For a little while. So I'm glad I to see he's back. This. I did just hear that. Um, this is the movie review corner right here. I did just hear they were going to do a Wedding Crashers 2. Yeah. But the other dude, Owen Wilson, somebody snuck a project right in the middle. So he couldn't do oh, it. Oh, so they had to put it off. That's one of my favorite movies ever. Owen Wilson is going to be hosting Saturday Night Live. The first show of the new season. Have you been on there? No. Why not? Put it on the list. I hosted a, I hosted a sim, like a sketch show here. That's called TMI Hollywood. And I accepted the invitation because I thought this is probably the closest I'm ever going to get to Saturday night live, but it's, it's like Saturday night live. It's like on a Saturday and it's live and we do sketches, you know, it's just comedy. But um, we had to stop because of the pandemic, and I don't think they've started up back, back up again. Damn. But uh, that was a fun show. It's wrecking everything. I've been waiting. I had um, Steven on. He's uh, – I got to be faster on the names here. Steven, he was the gimp in Pulp Fiction. Uh-huh. Um, and he runs an improv thing in Colorado. So I'm thinking about going out to do that. Steven Hibbert. He uh, he just dropped everything and moved to Colorado, but now he runs a little improv thing. That's probably the closest yeah. I'll ever get to Saturday Night Live. But yeah, but it's so much fun. It would. I love I, improv. I did it. I was in an improv troupe for about a year when I first moved out here. I love improv sketch. Anything that makes people laugh. I did a little bit of stand up. Did you? Tiny little bit. Tiny. Um, I'm think. I'm. Sometimes I think about going back to it because I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. Once you get up there and make one laugh, then it's easy, right? Yeah. That's Have like, you done stand-up? That's like next on my list. Do it. It's funny because I it. have, um, I'd show it to you, but you probably couldn't see it. I have all these, my, you know, I, I call it my, my 15 minutes. So I have, I have them all cataloged, like all these little jokes and whatever that I could easily use on stage. Uh-huh. And, and uh, I'm heavily dyslexic and, and, whatever but uh so i'm going so the other day i got some time to kill i'm like i'm just gonna run through those jokes see if they're actually funny or if it was just you know funny at the time but not funny now and uh my writing skills i I couldn't make out half of them i don't even know what i was talking about like the hell's wrong with me but uh yeah i know that i'm 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 working on it i uh i'm actually uh in talks with a pretty pretty high level comedian right now to uh do some opening stuff for him. So that sounds great. It's on the list, but I'm, I don't know. I'm too busy. I don't, I don't, I don't want to work nights. It's a How, so now explain, I, we got, we got to wrap this up, but I, explain your 15 minutes. What have you done on stage? I did. Um, <laughs> when, uh, when my kid was, uh, teenager and i had to uh try to explain uh the birds and the bees to him i got it completely wrong completely wrong and so one of my bits is about that and then i also talk about what it is like to be colombian my parents have such high expectations for me you know because like sofia vergara is from my hometown and shakira is from my hometown so I could win like a Grammy and a Tony and an Emmy and an Oscar. My parents would still be like, well, when are you going to get your furniture line at Target? <laughs> you know, like it's never enough, you know? <laughs> and then, uh, and then I also talk about being Colombian because, you know, almost every time that I meet somebody new and I tell them my Colombian, they're like, ah, can you get me some Coke? I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, 
And I'm telling you, the only kind of Coke I can get you is, is diet or cherry vanilla. That's it. That's it. So that's you're not as Colombian as you say you are. That's not. <laughs> or maybe that's not as Colombian as you think it is. Whoa. How about that? Blah, blah, blah. There you go. There you go. I'm telling you, I, uh, I'm going to stay in contact with you. I think there's something here. I think we're going to have some fun on some project. That's yeah. awesome. But All today right, we got to wrap up episode 171 of the DK Project. Lydia, we can't thank you enough for the time. Everybody, check her out. Go see Get Shorty. Check out the show on Wednesdays, which is called... Home Economics. Home Economics. Check your local listings for time slots. But definitely, uh, they all sound like winners. Yeah. Check out Queen Pins. Check out Queen Pins. Yeah, that's going to be funny. We're going to review that one first on our show, on our review show. So other than that, Lydia, you take care. Thank you so much for the time. And we will check in with you somewhere down the road. Sounds good, Darren. That's it. That's the end. That's a wrap. Read the shtick. That's a wrap for today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe and tell all your friends. If you'd like to reach out, you can use the studio line at 612-504-6500 or by email, thedkprojectpodcast at gmail.com. And, of course, there's always social media at the DK Project Podcast. Thanks for tuning in.